0: You're at The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub, where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of The Coaching Inn, where we have a jam-packed table, uh, which was initiated by an email that Joes-Knowles sent me about stokers and it's been a while since we've had a conversation about stokers and I have to say I get asked questions every single day so a lovely bunch of people uh said they'd like to come and talk about it so Joes what was your question and then let's find out who
2: else is in the room hello uh yeah my question was the e in stokers And I wanted to, um, how I wanted to kind of think about how we can bring power and partnership into the Stokers questions, which Stokers I love, changed my life, and um, yeah, something about asking people about being an expert.
1: Okay, interesting, and just give us a line about you. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, Josephine Knowles, um in coach in learning um lifelong um i currently work for beyond the street so we work with women facing survival sex in, in the uk brilliant i'm you. tango addict i'll just add as well actually like, i think most people know but <laughs> and 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 regular in our and regular pub. regular, <laughs> regular. <laughs> oh, wow drinks are on me
1: Well, there you are. (laughs) What's not to like? So let's find out who else is in the room. Uh, Pavlo. Hello. Welcome. This is your first time in our pub.
3: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Pavlo Chirinichenko. I am an experienced external auditor, but also um, inspired uh, facilitator, internal and external coach, and look forward to uh, collaborating with all of you and learning something from each of you this afternoon.
1: Brilliant, thank you, Pablo. And of course, we'll learn from you too. So, uh, Liz, we have two Liz's. Let's have Liz with an S.
4: Yeah, hello, thank you for having me. Um, I'm a very new coach actually, and I have had the privilege of training with 3D, which means I've never known any other way to do it, Mm -hmm. um, apart from, the stoker's way really so that's great from my perspective but it's lovely to hear from other people who may not have trained with 3d great
0: well welcome liz and rosemary hello okay so i'm rosemary and i too am a relative newbie to, to to coaching and um currently training with 3d coaching um work with the church of england um but use my coaching offer it to um young women of color just entering the workplace for the first time so that's me thank you and welcome and liz
5: hi thank you um it's great to be in the pub um so i'm liz price i'm from full frame coach uh, and i also work in the nhs i've been coaching for 10 years this year is my 10-year anniversary uh, and yeah. I've been in and around 3D for quite a long time uh, you with your training and masterclasses and all sorts yeah. of wonderful stuff. So it's and Liz,
1: Liz has also been to the coaching in before and has been talking to us about unlearning circles.
5: Yes, yeah. So I particularly work with women who feel isolated and marginalised uh, on their leadership journey and the unlearning circles is a way of working predominantly with white people about their, their racism and unpacking that in a safe space. Brilliant.
1: Thank you. So there's all sorts of interesting conversation to be had today. So Joes, t- tell us about the E in stokers and power and what you're thinking. Wondering.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah, wondering, definitely. So I remember thinking when I first read simplifying coaching and did my transforming conversations why isn't the e something it's, it's always a little one right when we see the acronym and and one day I remember thinking this person is looking to me for advice giving and I wanted a way in the contracting to name that in a non weird way so I started playing with the question i uh, you know i see you as the expert in your life so what's oh. my role in this and interestingly linking the e and the r together and naming that they are an expert in their own life which we talked about many times in in um 3d life um it brought out interesting conversations it brought out oh, oh i just want you to tell me what to do uh, and then you have a conversation about that or it, even if you're on an ongoing basis with somebody i still ask it but the, maybe i use the r as so. how should we do this today so it was just a kind of proposal seems too formal but you know it was a case of saying naming you know I see you as the expert in your own life so what's my role in this today and it just for me it felt it met a need for that power and partnership to be named at the very beginning and something to refer back to um so yeah thoughts love it
1: <laughs> let's see what other people think
3: I do remember when we were doing the Stalkers at Henley course, uh, where I was trained, I had the question inside me, why E is so late in the process? Because I felt that E should be the actually the icebreaker and uh, the beginning of the contracting conversation. And I remember I had such a strong feeling that I was almost disruptive in the class and say like, it doesn't make much sense to have E that late. But to your point, uh, Josefina, I think I agree that it's, in my view, E is that the bounding force of this really strong trust building and why now, and why is it we are in this period of the day, this particular week and why we're talking about this particular topic now. And that's why, you know, E, in my view, Used should be used earlier in the process, but also it's almost that coming back to that E and fine tuning and refining it even tighter. um, What is the essence of the work we're doing? And what is, um, and that you know, higher awareness will hopefully take us forward together throughout other you know, how outcomes and other abbreviations of the of the Stalker's model. Yeah,
1: I love how everyone makes it their own and Henley have made it their own. I should probably name that the E isn't a word because we couldn't agree. (laughs) So everyone in the 3D team had a different view. And the reason it's a small letter is that it doesn't then look as though it's been missed out. (laughs) It doesn't look as though we accidentally forgot to put it in there. But I love Essence and I love Expert. Rosemary, you look like you're about to say
0: something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued because I saw the E in, at the beginning of, of um, my journey with 3D coaching and in the context of the conversation that we were having anyway, to me, E it was just obvious. That's equity, that's balance, that's that's it was just obvious. Um it wasn't and 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 we had talked about the adult to adult, it's an adult to adult conversation, not one person being led by by somebody else. And as that was repeated throughout that those conversations and that, that training and practice, the E would always remained as equity and I, I I I love expert in your life and I'm going to I'm going to use that Josephine, because some of the women that, some of the young yeah I want to call I don't call them girls because they're stepping into the, the area of work so they young women the whole idea of them being an expert in their in their own life to somebody in their late teens early 20s for some of these young women it's like mind blowing. You could almost see. I I I'm going to use it just to see the look on their face when I when I say it. But that but I've always I've always gone back to the equity that I you and I are on the on the one. We're on the same we're on the same level. And um but I do I do love what I've heard at the moment. So I've logged I've I've logged expert and I've logged essence and I yes in my toolbox thank you people let's keep going. (laughs) Don't you love that it's just not quite
4: definite? Mm -hmm.
3: Liz?
4: Which one? Either. (laughs) Shall I go first Liz? Yeah Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued because obviously we've always been taught avoid expert there is no expert apart from the one who is coming with their own stuff to think about so I do love that e and I'd love it to be a big e if it's going (laughs) to represent them as the expert but um it is a little e and actually I was going to come in and it sounds if I'm copying but I actually that equity that evenness the balance and i'm I'm picturing that ball that you that you have that you're both holding it in balance in any conversation it's neither one nor the other you hold it in the middle and i love the fact that it therefore appears in the middle of the actual an acronym is that the right word yes so i i, I think i think um been you've opened up something brand new to me and I love it. I absolutely love it. That's brilliant. But actually, I'm with, maybe it's because we've trained with you, Claire. <laughs> that sort of balance that that we don't hold the power in this conversation at all.
1: But I, And I really love this idea of naming it because we've got to name it somewhere. And, and the role question, how are we going to do this? is is partly because we're actually saying because we're not going to do it my way and as you say Josephine if you say you're the expert in this and then you say so how are we going to do the work it has a very different um it has a very different power and impact because it becomes a it makes the role question a lot lot clearer and we can't underplay the fact coaching is so like other conversations and it so is not. We've got to find a way of getting into it so people completely understand. I'm I'm just um, writing, finishing off the next book at the moment, which kind of is the prequel, I guess, to simplifying coaching. And I'm writing it with a, a lovely Italian coach called Lucia Baldelli. And one of the things that we're talking about, again, is the thing about people giving us power and how, how they will, they, they often say to us, I want you to tell me what to do. So the coach goes, I'm not, he-. listen to this, I'm not here to tell you what to do, you bad person. You've completely misunderstood what we're here to do. So in trying to equalize the power, what we've actually done is we've told them off. And we've done exactly the opposite of what we're trying to do sorry i interrupted liz price what are you thinking well i'm
5: loving all of it um which is why i love being part of these conversations um and uh i i've used e in the past about energy um as a way of asking people where are you at right now and and incorporating what does challenge look like today um because it might be different from session to session um but what my brain is sparking off with is that idea of energy and equity leading into role so if we're able to have that conversation about energy where am i at today what kind of level of challenge am i ready for alongside this is this is all about equity and partnership To then be able to have the conversation about um and i know we've had conversations in the past about well what is this role people will get confused when you ask them what's my role in this today but actually if we've preceded it by those sorts of things hopefully that makes it easier for the person to know what they need from us yeah i'm loving it or at least it opens up the
1: conversation
3: Hmm,
5: exactly
1: because that's what we're trying to do isn't it
5: yeah exactly
3: but it's also i think applying stalkers and in particular e at the chemistry session can actually inform person uh of whether the coaching is the right intervention for the challenge Mm -hmm. and uh, to your point claire that you know you later almost save your energy and time from justifying i'm not an advice giver or i'm not here to save you from this or that or the other or come and do your homework right so i think Mm -hmm. if we shift uh stalkers predominantly from how the structure of the session is powerfully delivered to the actually you can you can do mini stalkers as as a part of chemistry session and clear the air much quicker in the process of the you know, pre-contracting for the session or contracting for the relationship that I think makes mm-hmm. it even even broader and more powerful.
2: Yeah,
1: because it is odd. <laughs> it is, It is really odd that somebody is paying us, I mean, not necessarily, but in many cases, they're paying us to not be the expert and they're paying us so that we will be There will be equity and we won't
0: be the expert. And that
1: is very strange.
0: I'm wondering, those in with the experience in in, in the room at the table, do you find that making how you go about making that statement or emphasizing that sense of equity and they're the expert and so forth do you find that you have to um alter that slightly in the how you say it depending on um on on age or gender or or interesting question how does that work for you jose
2: in your context um it seems like a kind of slightly radical idea that that you would sort of name, particularly the women that w- that we work with facing who have kind of experienced repeated trauma and um, multiple disadvantage. To, to name that they are an expert in their own lives, it feels radical as it is. So I, I've I've only really got experience of, of how I've used it and how I've tested it out with people. So I'd be interested to hear from other people, but it seems, it seems that there's this kind of, Oh, what do I know about my life? You need to help me. You need to fix it. You know, and this power imbalance is so inherent. And I think as coaches, I think we're often prone to advice giving and it, and it cuts across that as well. And so, yeah, back to anyone else, you know, I, I would see it, for me, it works with, with women facing multiple disadvantage, but what about others?
4: I think, I I didn't say what I was specialising in, but um, my particular area is um, grief and bereavement. And uh, it's a time of people's lives where they do feel really vulnerable and actually haven't got a clue. Nothing prepares you for it, even if you are aware that somebody is going to die. Nothing actually prepares you for that moment. And um, whether it's pre-death or post-terminal Diagnosis or post death with with a family member, I think the feeling that they feel so vulnerable to actually tell them that they are the expert is is just transformative in itself. Actually, um, and uh, you know it it well, it, it just works wonders. You don't actually often need to do the whole Stoker's questions. Um, but to tell them that they know their stuff and, and their journey is unique just as everybody's journey is unique whatever they're coming to you with mm-hmm. is I just can't believe how powerful it is really and that's the nature of coaching isn't it but I think particularly when you're dealing with people in a vulnerable heightened state of emotion it it, it it's amazing
5: yeah and i I'm just thinking, um so particularly around chemistry calls and discovery calls, whatever you like to call them these days, um, and and I'll, and the part about describing well, what is coaching and what isn't it, and people get up more. I always start with saying, well, mentoring is this, it's a master apprentice type relationship. It's where one person is looking to another person as the expert. And that's not coaching. <laughs> um, you know, we might use the same sorts of skills or techniques. Um, but the frame around it, the purpose of it is quite different. And I'm not the expert in your world. You are, um, and, and testing with them what it is they want from a relationship at that point, I think is hugely valuable and also explaining how coaching and mentoring is not the same as counseling either and again they might use similar skills but purpose mm-hmm. is very different and the, the nature of the relationship is very different but yeah I'm just I'm thinking Rosemary about whether I use different techniques for different sorts of uh, it is mostly women that I work with and I actually don't I don't know that I do um the examples we might think about might be different but um that sort of high level thinking is this coaching is this mentoring is this counseling that you're you're after what is it that's sort of this yeah sort of the same for me i don't know if that's useful
0: mm-hmm. thank you i ask because i'm very conscious of um a a dynamic that probably you all experience at some point or another so when i'm speaking to these young women and they're and they're sharing their experiences with me we start off with this equity and they're like wow and you remember now these young women have just left formal education and our formal education um for for the best will in the world does not encourage our young people in how to think but what to think and so they get this they they get this 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 cake this box cake in a box that says this is yours and you get to decide and i'll journey with you and ecstatic and then after a while, it's like, oh, oh, then, you know, maybe you should hold it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's. I'll, yeah, it's yours. Um, and then constantly having to go, go back to that. That sort of pull, not pull me, and push you, but sort of that. This, this seems like it's, it's, it's really big. It's really grown up. I'm making. I'm doing my own thinking, making my own decisions, carrying the consequences of that, and the, the potential consequences of that. And it's like doesn't feel so much like a gift that you could take it back. <laughs> and and I just I, I'm just wondering how that dynamic plays out in in your in your various circumstances um because i and i'm for me i'm wondering is this a, a a consequence of that um educational conditioning or is it a wider social conditioning when someone comes into your life with particular skills whatever those skills are they they are quote unquote the expert and therefore, the the instinct is to like, here you go, tell me what to do with that, or is this something more of a, um, uh, a, an almost an un a process of unlearning that starts quite early on. This
1: morning, I was in conversation with somebody who had been on a webinar with me two weeks ago where she'd said, I don't think this will work with 16 to 18 year olds. And she was going in to do some work with some 16 to 18 year olds that she's worked with over time. And I, I can't remember what I said. But this morning she said to me, I did it. <laughs> and it worked. She said, I went in and instead of saying, this is what we're going to do, because I believe that they weren't going to be able to work it out for themselves. I went in and I said, what do we need to do today? And she said, the only bit of development learning that I need to hold on to is it works better in smaller groups. But it worked. But it is weird. You know, and it is really weird, isn't it? As you say, Rosemarie, it's weird for people who've been conditioned, this is the right answer. And and I will ask you a question because I know what the right answer is and I want you to tell me what the right answer is and I will tell you how to pass all your exams by how to give the
5: right answer.
1: And now we're asking questions going, we really want to know what you think this is your time it's very odd pavlo
3: yeah i think it's it's fascinating and a couple of insights came to my mind uh, to my brain uh in last couple of minutes the first one was around the systemic awareness as to where our clients belong or currently are and meet them where they are because i think as a coach sometimes there is i certainly have this blind spot that I'm working through to kind of try to get them off the mm-hmm. of the problem island towards the solution island sometimes, but kind of giving them space and respect and meet them exactly where they are based on whether it's social or educational conditioning mm-hmm. or a broader systemic view of on of their work life or or you know holistic life. I think that's that is pretty powerful and that's where where kind of that essence or expert versus you know your fully resourceful and complete individual can be pretty powerful by working in that systemic field and um, um and and I think it. Works both ways, right? For the client to be aware of the system where where he or she believes or they be, uh, really believe um, belong, but as well as to um, to the coach itself, right? To understand where the system where the coach is currently at uh, and the limiting um, factors uh, there can be either helpful or less helpful for the for the clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I also wonder, and it might be too far of a stretch, but it, it, it sort of speaks of unconscious bias to me as well and, and the othering of people. So if we start with, I, I fully expect you to be the expert in your own life, you 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 know, with that parity, um, there's something about that makes you think that through in terms of saying, I actually don't know for you. And, and that unconscious bias that we might have, uh, whether it's, you know, racism or, misogyny i mean i wonder whether for us as coach it 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 does us um it forces us to think a little bit deeper about some of that um in asking that question because do we really believe that what does it mean to be an expert in your own life Uh, you know what does that mean for me and and i think it does hopefully in the training push you a little bit on that i don't know that's a wondering that i have
5: Mm, and a wondering I've got is, um, and it's even making me reflect on a coaching conversation I had this afternoon with someone who's thinking about taking a voluntary uh, retirement and um, a, a voluntary redundancy, sorry, um, and is thinking about retirement as an option. Well, I've got my words muddled. Um I'm wondering if there is a learned helplessness, because in terms of what you were saying about people being right, and I want you to tell me the answer. Sometimes I, in my experience, I think it, it's less about an answer, but it's more about you're going to take me through a process and you have to tell me what the process is and I'll just follow along on your process. And which is great for, and I wouldn't call it coaching, but for those styles of interventions where there's a very well spelled out remnant, this week we do this and next week we do that. Um, but the kinds of coaching that we talk about and particularly within a 3D uh, learning environment is not that. And the process is about opening a container safely, putting stuff in the middle and closing a container safely. Mm. And that's it. And I think people, um, that in my experience, anyway, that takes a bit of getting used to. So, someone who hasn't been coached before in either at all or in that way, it can feel a bit clunky for the first couple of sessions. But once they know I'm going to do the, so what would you like to think about today? And they just go for it. Um, and, and I would say that's true for men and women for young people, old people, white Mm. people, people from the global majority, people who work in the NHS, people who work outside the NHS. I I would say that's a fairly consistent experience I've
0: had.
3: Mm.
0: Thank you, Liz. I've had an insight, and and Jo, Josephine, I've had an insight with regard to the, you are the expert in your own life, in in the context of the young women that I um, have started to be working with in that that might not necessarily be a helpful statement for them now. Principally because most of these young women are second generation migrants to this country And would come from what I call, what I would describe as traditional cultures where they are not encouraged. They're not encouraged to have their own opinion um, at this stage in their life you know, the family has decided, the aunties have had the, the conversation, and this is the next step, this is the expectation, this is what you are needing to do. And if that is part of an element of the of the of your conditioning, I would need to be very mindful of that. And I would still talk about the the equity. I would still talk about the equity and go back to the equity. But now I am wondering if the expert in your own life might just be a little bit too much for for that reason, and here, and here is the, 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 the dynamic, as, as somebody who is second generation, so my parents moved here, and I was born and raised here, how I communicate my thoughts, plans, feelings, and so forth, within the context of that family, an extended family, whether they are blood relatives or not, I had to learn to be very different than how I express those same thoughts and feelings outside of that context. And be very careful not to mix the two for fear, concern of misinterpretation. So if I take the communication process that I've learned outside the family in family that would nest that would draw um a less say less favorable reaction (laughs) I will no longer be an approach you know the goods the good daughter um uh but outside of that I am I am engaging if I use that that technique I'm engaging I'm an interactive I am alert so I had to learn to code switch and knowing I think if I had coaching on the code switching when I was growing up life would have been so much better (laughs) so many so I many unnecessarily fraught conversations could have been avoided um but I, I do find that in some of the conversations I have had, um, that how do I explain this to my family? How do I explain this? And in that sense, the I'm just thinking now, that sense the there being the expert in that context, and saying and saying, well actually you're the expert in the context of that family. What what are the what, what are what are the words that resonate and mm-hmm. get them to be comfortable. But there is a l and I and I and I don't feel that the whole concept of code switching is just uh within that particular group i think that to a certain extent whether it is overt or covert whether we're even conscious of it there is a level of code switching that we 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 all do and um it has different consequences depending on 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 what it is you have to change and in the context in which you have to change it i am very aware of my code switching And I'm also very aware that that code switching has enabled me to move in certain work situations that I would not otherwise have access to because I present in a particular way. And that has a tendency to offset the fact that I am a woman of colour. So that has a it doesn't happen all the time but I'm always aware that I might need that skill all the time because I never know who I'm going to engage with within those circles and um, opportunities and it's about getting these young ladies to think about how they can use that very dynamic skill to their advantage in a way that Enhances their communication, their confidence, and their conversations,
1: while still respecting the the authority systems
5: in the family. Exactly. Yeah, I'm thinking now about um um I uh, probably in the contracting conversation about the question around what does being an expert in your own life mean to you and drawing out those sorts of things as part of that. One of the things that I've been doing for um, sort of two and a half years now in a contracting conversation is actually having a good chunk of that, actually talking about our similarities and differences both me and the person I'm working with, um, to help break down some assumptions. And also it's fantastic for all building. And it's also fantastic, um, stopping some of the guru stuff uh, that Claire hates, (laughs) even though she's my guru, um, because it makes me normal. Um, and it makes, the other person normal and in that space together we can celebrate our differences and we can also know where we might collude on some of our similarities um and i'm just wondering i didn't think i hadn't really thought about that in the context of e in stokers but um i mean it is all about equity really it's establishing that relationship as a partnership and that you know i hopefully i don't establish that i've got more power than the other person um that's the
3: aim. But yeah, I suppose I'm
5: just wondering what people think about that
4: in response to energy, I suppose what, essence, energy, expertise. Some other reasons that occurred to me as as Rosemary was talking, actually I jotted them down, was actually validating everybody's experience. Um, you know, actually, they are a product of their experience, um, whatever that is. But it's not actually letting them be bound by that, um, because that is often what we find people think. Well, the other word I used was expectation, the expectation that other people may have of me, whereas actually turning it around and, and just saying, well, you know, if the world was your oyster, what would your expectation of yourself be in that situation is something quite liberating. Um and and yeah, it just occurred to me, Rosemary, as you were talking that actually these young women need to, to be free to to sort of see their future as something possibly different. And I know they have a tight tight rope to walk along that. Um, but actually they don't need to be defined by, by that, mm-hmm. but just to sort of hold that in balance too. Because their life will be different. Mm-hmm. It, well, it, it, it will. The second generation, will. yeah,
0: and Third generation are coming through as well. Yeah, so, I'm raising yeah. third generation. It's no yeah. joke. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. <laughs> it's no joke. And then so I become a. I become a translator sometimes. Uh, like, geez, when did this didn't come in the baby manual? <laughs> you know, um, but but yes, it it will be different. But different is not necessarily negative, and is um is a, is a wonderful layer it's a growing a growing outside of the potted plant that would have come with being uh first children of first generation you know it's like that i i tend to use the image of a spider plant because i just love them i wish i could have dozens and dozens of them but one of the wonderful things about them that's always fascinated me as a child is that they have little babies just kind of like sprout out and they're all part of that plant but you can take that baby off and put it in a smaller pot and or wherever and it will grow an exact replica of what's but it'll be different it's it's a it's a rep it seems like a replica but it's that's slightly different um and I tend to use that I think you know I think it was a, a couple of years ago I was experimenting with it and I had a spider plant and I gave the girls a little each of the little baby things a little pot to help them to remember that they are that they will be different and that different is okay um but it's 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 really important that in order to become that person going forward it doesn't mean that you are disregarding and um, it's your launch pad, it's, <laughs> and, 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 and that's always to be valued. But, but yes, yes, it will be different.
1: And that goes back to what Pavlo said earlier about the system, because we're talking about, we're coaching someone, aren't we, in their family system and their family of origin and everything that's come before in their, in their history and their ancestry. And then we're also coaching them in many other systems. Um, Wow. What a most amazing conversation, everybody. What a joy it's been to have you here at the Coaching Inn. I guess as we begin to wrap up, um, and before they shut the door of our virtual pub, I guess my question to you is, what's the most significant question that you're taking away to sit with?
3: For me, I guess it's just two quick reflections rather than a question, and maybe a second part of it would be a bit of a question is, the first one is the reminder, coaching is very contextual, right? So understanding the context of coaching is pretty powerful. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be what exactly you expect. It would be always different and listening and really staying in the moment and meeting the clients where they are. But then the second question I would offer to my clients more and more is, instead of saying you are an expert, I would say, who would you like to be in this particular session? And... You know, shifting that power in a subtle way without giving away answer, because they might want to be expert this week, but they want to be somebody else in two weeks' time. And having that fluidity and freedom of choice uh, for them, it's something that I'm definitely taking away uh, after this discussion. And thank you very much, everyone, for for leading me on the on the on this path of reflective journey
1: well thank
5: you what are others taking away Liz I think for me it's um, trying to find a way to wrap it all up into something But it is about the word you used, Liz, around expectations, but within the context of someone being an expert in their own life and equity Um, and being how how do we get to be explicit about that in a partnership. There's lots of ease all at once. Oh,
1: you just brought another one in just as we're leaving. Exactly. (laughs) Explicitness.
2: Thank you. Liz? Yeah. Um, it's really hard, isn't it,
4: to know? I mean, I think the fact that we must... Um, it It's that power sharing, isn't it, that Josie first of all mentioned. It's the the absolute importance that there is no power grab by the coach and therefore the reminder that the expertise lies with the thinker, is so important. Um, but yeah, I I found it fascinating as well, listening to Rosemary, and thank you for that. That was really just enlightening, actually, um, to hear your perspective on things, because I think so often we take it for granted as white privileged middle class people, perhaps, that things aren't always the same for everybody. So actually, that was really helpful. And Enlightening. Thank
1: you, Rosemary. What are you taking away?
0: Um, context: a reminder that the context is 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 going to um, be key, and that will change, especially with the young I mean, that I um, have been working with, and hopefully will continue to work with. Moving forward um, the I started out initially thinking, "Oh, expert, that's a brilliant question. I'm going to offer that, and then partway thinking, mm, maybe that might actually be a problem question <laughs> that might actually be a problem one, but now i i'm I'm somewhere where in the middle where um in my listening in my listening. Discerning whether or not any one of those E's is the best E to use. Is the, is the expert, you're the expert in your life, going to be hindering or helping the thinking and conversation? Or is the, this is a, this is a conversation based on equity? Is that going to be the the most helpful statement to make? And all of that would very much depend on the context of the person who's doing the thinking. And um, yeah, and I yeah, thank you, thank you for that. I went on this little whirly gig ride, and <laughs> it's been fun. But thank you, that's been
2: great, Josephine. Yeah, I think um, taking away lots of food for thought, but I think the, probably the big thing is that what what does it actually mean to be an expert in your own life? And I actually find it really easy to think that about other people, but what does it actually mean to me? What, what when do I maybe block that? So I think I'm I'm thinking about that for my for myself as a as a fellow human. So um, but yeah, thank you everybody. Yeah, well,
1: thank you all for coming to the coaching in. What a great conversation! So you've been in the good company of Liz Price, Liz Wye-Brown, Pavlo Chera-Dinchenko, Rosemary Davidson, Go To Bed, and Josephine Knowles. Thank you all for listening, and thank you guys for coming. Bye bye.
0: If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub. For more information,
2: check out 3dcoaching.com.